Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. It appears to me that essentially the NFL playoff race is going to boil down to what is probably going to be two different division challenges, two different division races. And last night was an opportunity for the New Orleans Saints to effectively shut the door on the Atlanta Falcons' hopes of making the both the playoffs and also contending in the division. Last night, if the Saints win, they go to 10-3, and three, and the Falcons fall to 7-6 and six with three games to go. It would have effectively ended the season, especially because the Saints have two really winnable games down the stretch, which would have pretty much guaranteed them to get to 12 wins. Instead, the Atlanta Falcons, even though Matt Ryan throws three interceptions, found a way to win coming off a tough loss against the Minnesota Vikings. And now I want you to just listen to me as I run through the NFC South race. These are the games that remain. Who should be favored in your mind to be what I think is likely to be two of the three of these teams will make the playoffs. Maybe all three will. That kind of depends on how the Seahawks do down the stretch. And obviously, the Seahawks have a big game against this uh, the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars this weekend. If the Seahawks win that one, they're in great shape. If they lose, we'll see. Potentially, all three of these AFC South teams could still be alive. But here's what the Falcons finish with. They finish at Tampa Bay, which is should be an easy win on Monday Night Football. They now have... 11 days, essentially, to get ready for that game. Then they go to the Saints. Then they finish with the Panthers. So you know the Falcons are going to be 9-5, and five, and they'll be playing against the Saints in New Orleans on Christmas Eve 
with a chance to win the division, probably. Probably with a chance to win the division. At this point in time, if you are a Falcons fan, your team wins out, you win the AFC South. Effectively, that I believe is true beyond a shadow of a doubt because that would get you to 11-5. and five. The best case scenario at that point for the Saints would also be 11-5. and five. You would win the tiebreak having beaten them twice. The Panthers also could get to 11-5, and five, but I believe the Falcons would have the tiebreak over the Panthers as well. So if you went out at this point, after all the storm and turmoil, after all of the uncertainty about this Falcons season, after the collapse from 28-3, to after the not great middle part of the season, if you went out, you don't just make the playoffs, you win your division and host a home playoff game, at least one of them, okay? Meanwhile, the Saints. The Saints are going to beat the Jets and they're going to win at Tampa Bay. That gets them to 11-4. and So effectively, the division, I believe, comes down to that December 24th game against the Falcons. So if you're a Saints fan, you're listening in New Orleans this morning, Christmas Eve is going to be for the division title and potentially higher up in the pecking order because you can get to 11 and 5 and you don't or 12 and 4 and you don't know how the rest of the NFC is going to shake out will the Philadelphia Eagles for instance lose again this weekend to the Rams if that happens everybody moves back into a clump closer together as the final 3 weeks of the season nears so that is worth thinking about. So the Fal- the Saints are going to be in the playoffs. It would be a real surprise at this point if 11-5, and worst-case scenario, isn't good enough to get the Saints in as a wild-card team. So that's, uh, that's worth contemplating as well. In fact, 11-5 and could get the Saints against the Falcons for a third time in about six weeks. Finally, the Panthers. The Panthers played this weekend against the Vikings. Who knows what's going to happen in that game? The Vikings are a small favorite. If the Panthers could win, they're still in the mix to win the division as well. Then they get Green Bay and Tampa Bay, both in Carolina. You feel really good about both those wins. And then they finish at Atlanta. So, man, this is setting up to be a pretty incredible race down the stretch. It's not just all three of these teams competing to win the NFC South and make the playoffs. It's that all three of these teams, I think, are good enough, given their quarterback play, to make a run to the Super Bowl. So we're not just talking about win the division and make the playoffs. We're talking about win the division, make the playoffs, or at least make it as a wild card. And all three of these teams can have a substantial run in the playoffs if they're fortunate enough to get there. Now, maybe all three will make it. The Seahawks are, frankly, kind of hanging around out there on the periphery. But I think what this does is effectively in the NFC, last night's result, effectively in the NFC, I think it probably closes the door on the Dallas Cowboys, on a lot of other teams that are hoping to make a run and still be in the mix, on the Lions, on Green Bay. All three of those teams, I think, are kind of eliminated now. And the likelihood is that it's going to take, I think, probably – 11 wins to be able to make the playoffs potentially we'll wait and see what happens with Seattle this weekend against Jacksonville but 11 wins is starting to look like the number you might need to get to make the playoffs in the NFC now I said there were two races coming down the stretch 
that I think are intriguing. The other one is the NF, uh, the AFC West. And the AFC West, whereas the NFC South, all three teams are competing at a high level of success. The NFC, uh, the AFC West, everybody's just stumbling to the finish line. You got Kansas City that's one in six in its last seven games. You've got the Chargers who actually are at least playing well, but started zero and four. And you've got Oakland who started off the year looking like they were totally embarrassed and outside the race. Also at six and six, that's wide open and likely will determine the playoff uh, picture there. So two division races that are legitimately complete toss-ups coming down the stretch with three teams involved. And man, at least in the NFC South, I think all three of these are games that anybody in theory could win and a division that's wide open for all three teams. Now, after the game, there were some predictable results. Drew Brees was asked uh, about injured the injury situation. Alvin Kamara, who is the best player uh, maybe in the NFL uh, in terms of explosiveness on the field this year, he's up there. The runaway rookie of the year, uh, potential winner. He gets knocked out of the game very early. And as a result, a lot of you who were tuning in hoping to get to watch him play missed that opportunity. Drew Brees, he was one of many injuries the Saints had. Drew Brees was asked about it after the game. Did the Thursday night playing have anything to do with the injuries? And he had this to say. How much do you think that is a product of playing on Thursday night? It's 100% a product of playing on Thursday night. Do you understand what guys' bodies go through, you know, in a game? And then to have to turn around four days later and to play? I mean, look at the injury studies. They're off the charts. They're off the charts. So is, is, this, is this smart? as it pertains to guys' health and safety? No, absolutely not. It's interesting. We have the Thursday night game, obviously. Only one more this season, one more on Thursday of next week. But to me, one of the interesting things about Thursday night is how easy it is to solve this issue. I mean, it drives me crazy because after every game, we have players sit around and say, oh, it's not safe to be playing on Thursday night. Whether It doesn't matter who who's saying it. But to me, this is such an easy fix, and, and I don't know why the fix can't happen, and I've been on this for a long time. Just add a bye week. Just add one more bye week to the NFL season if you want guys to play on Thursday night and let both teams have a bye week before they play on Thursday. And then that way you've got plenty of rest and the quality of the overall game could be better. And then when you play your Thursday night game, you actually end up with more situation. You, you end up with more rest for the next game. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you're playing 16, 16 games and you get one bye week, I don't understand why starting one week earlier wouldn't be better. And then you just extend the NFL season one week. Is there anybody out there who's like, man, I, I hate, I wish the NFL would finish its season faster? I, I, I Sometimes I feel like when there are controversies, you're like, man, I understand why that's controversial. It's really hard to solve this issue I don't understand why Thursday night football is controversial at all when all you would have to do to fix it and probably increase the quality of the overall game and extend the NFL season why would you not want to do this my theory for a long time has been the NFL should end its season on President's Day weekend have the Super Bowl on the Sunday before President's Day weekend in February then you almost extend the NFL season to the end of February you add a couple of weeks to the year 
and it makes total sense to me. And if you're really worried about it, why not go back? You know, they've kicked it back and forth several different times. If you're really worried about extending the season, which doesn't make any sense to me, you could take away the bye week before the Super Bowl. Right now, two weeks exist between the AFC and NFC Championship games and the Super Bowl. If you're really worried about extending the season, just take away the bye week for the playoffs and play the Super Bowl after one week. Now, I don't think coaches want that either, but this is just such an easy fix. It kind of sometimes drives me insane. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. A couple of other uh, big stories. I can't believe this. Uh, I can't believe that they did this, but the Seattle Seahawks, do you know who they nominated as their man of the year? Michael Bennett. I would bet you it's Michael Bennett. (laughs) Can you believe that they nominated Michael Bennett for NFL Man of the Year? This goes to everything that I talk about with the media being flawed, with people just believing fundamental untruths. They nominated as their Man of the Year a guy who blatantly lied about being racially profiled by three minority police officers in Las Vegas. A guy who put out a statement riddled with deceit a guy who divided us by trying to make up a fake racial incident as their man of the year. This is one of the most unbelievable... Like Sometimes I feel like I live in an upside-down universe where you know, there's, a, there's a phrase out there that people will use where... Remember in The Matrix when Keanu Reeves' character decides to take the red pill? I feel like a lot of people who listen to this show take the red pill. You're willing to go beyond the surface. You're willing to actually use your brains. You look beneath the stories that the mainstream media wants to tell you. The arrogance and absolute lack of comprehension of what actually is going on in the world that much must exist for on the entire Seattle Seahawks team of everybody that you pick. Again, the Seattle Seahawks tweeted this out yesterday. Few athletes have used their platforms more effectively than Michael Bennett, which is why he's not our nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Am I living in a crazy upside-down universe that when I saw this, I was like in total disbelief that the Seahawks could make this decision? We're talking about Michael Bennett, a guy who lied about the Las Vegas police in a year when the Las Vegas police are facing probably one of their most difficult years of all time, when you consider the shooting and the fallout from that shooting and the bravery that those guys showed, they completely nominated a guy who was caught in a dead-to-rights lie that created unbelievable division in this country because effectively Michael Bennett was the boy crying wolf from the nursery rhyme story and he's trying to spread claims of false racism in a time when our country is riven by what I think is a news media basically making money off opportunity to divide us instead of unite us. Now, I was aggressive on this story in a way that few people were because I actually care about the truth and facts. Jason Martin, I'm sure you're blown away by this, but LA, you guys don't often agree with me on a lot of things. Even you guys have to be blown away that of the entire team, everybody that the Seahawks could have nominated, 
they chose Michael Bennett as their nominee for man of the year. Yeah, and I mean, we talked about this a couple months ago when all the different uh, video you know, shots came out showing that he exaggerated. And- Over 100 of them. They released every right. one of those videos. Michael Bennett said, oh, I'm going to sue you. It comes out that there were three minority police officers involved in detaining him, uh, that they treated him with the utmost respect, that they explained exactly what was going on two Hispanic, one black police officer. These guys were not remotely racist. They had their police department dragged through the mud. They had their own individual uh, actions questioned, and it was all for a lie. And then the Seahawks, first of all, I think Michael Bennett should have been suspended for this. If you're going to suspend guys for off-the-field-related conduct, the truth of the matter is when somebody like Michael Bennett is caught in a lie, like he was caught in a lie, I think the NFL has to suspend him. That was my belief. I think that if you are caught in a lie and it reflects poorly upon the NFL because the NFL and the Seahawks both issued statements supporting Michael Bennett, they never retracted those statements ever, even when it was proven that they were lying. When you are involved in a decision like this and you are caught in a lie, you have reflected badly upon the NFL and its brand and its shield, and you have seriously impacted the overall worth of your franchise and, I believe, of your overall brand that you represent, which is the NFL. So to me, this is just the Seattle Seahawks spitting in the face of the rest of America that caught Michael Bennett in a lie, and then they're like, oh, this guy's the best representative of our entire franchise. What in the world are they thinking? Well, this isn't isn't just – sorry, J-Mart. This isn't just bad blood talking because he left USC with penalties, but I blame Pete Carroll. For not yeah, stepping I mean, up yeah, and, and saying for something. sure, yeah. Pete Carroll's a little bit different anyway, but here's the reasoning for why Bennett was nominated. Multiple, and look, a lot of NFL people do this, quite frankly, but he's involved in a multitude of charitable pursuits off the field. The Bennett Foundation works to fight obesity, which that's interesting. I am the Code Movement provides underprivileged African girls entrance into science, technology, engineering, arts, mathematics, entrepreneurship, and design. And Bennett pledged all endorsement money for this season to rebuilding minority communities through these programs and others directly affecting women of color. So he's done a lot of that charitable stuff, which is when you usually get nominated. The thing about it is none of the stories that I found even mention what happened in Las Vegas. You want to talk about something getting swept completely under the rug. This incident got swept under the rug. This is what happens, by the way, and this is why I say that I take like the red pill. This is what happens when stories that don't fulfill left-wing liberal orthodoxy happen. They just vanish. Michael Bennett, I I talked about this at the time, Michael Bennett's allegations of racism were the lead story on ESPN, Fox, NBC, CBS, the next week that he played. The lead story, the first thing just about that every single station talked about when they came in to cover the week of NFL action was Michael Bennett's allegations of racism against the Las Vegas police. When this story blew up, And the Las Vegas police came out and they said, we've released, I think it was like over 120 different versions of cameras from this night. Nothing supports what Michael Bennett said. They released a video of him talking to police officers, of police officers explaining why they detained him. They thought they had an active shooter situation in a Las Vegas casino, which, by the way, became even more of a real issue a couple of weeks after Michael Bennett's allegations when we did have 
a real shooter in Las Vegas. And it kind of puts into context the position that police find themselves in when they're called into a situation like this and they have no idea what happened. Michael Bennett was exactly explained why he was detained because he was running and hiding from officers because he refused their demands to stop because he looked suspicious in that situation, not because of his race. There were tons of other black people walking in and out of that casino. He got caught in a bold-faced lie, and nobody covered the resulting story. Nobody covered the vindication, almost with the exception of me. Nobody covered the vindication of the Las Vegas Police Department. Nobody covered any of this. This story just died. Nobody at ESPN, nobody at Fox, nobody at CBS, nobody at NBC came on and said, oh, remember that story that we started our show with the other day about Michael Bennett being racially profiled because he's a black guy? Yeah, it was totally made up and fake. Nobody did that. Except for me, except for OutKick. I don't even know that any other national sports talk radio show even discussed it. So a lot of you out there listening right now, let's say you weren't listening that week when I told you about this lie, you might be just hearing this for the first time. You might be thinking that Michael Bennett was telling the truth the whole time. And certainly if you saw him nominated for Man of the Year by the Seahawks, you would think that that were the case. I mean, he has gotten fawning media attention. NBC, like the week after... The week after this story broke, they did an entire profile of him, and the first question was, why are your shoulder pads the way they are? NBC and Michelle Tafoya, Football Night in America. ESPN has done the same thing. Nobody actually confronts him on his lies. And when he was asked about it, didn't he say something ridiculous? Didn't he compare himself to, like, Dred Scott? When he was he invoked, one, yeah. one he person in, yeah, one person in Seattle has mentioned this story. And Michael Bennett compared himself to a slave and said he knew how Dred Scott felt. I just went to four different news reports to read uh, about Bennett. And that he's done a whole lot of charity stuff, and there's no question about that. Not once in any of these articles that I just read was that Las Vegas incident mentioned at all. Is it? Now, by the way, if that Las Vegas incident had been confirmed as racism, it would be the top story in every one of these articles. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. It would be like, oh, Michael Bennett's so brave, social justice warrior. He pointed out racism on behalf of police, pointed out that even though he's rich and powerful, that he still didn't. Uh, I mean, that audio is damning of Michael Bennett, where he's like, he doesn't even carry his ID. He's like, I'm Michael Bennett, Seattle Seahawks, look it up, made the police officers look him up on their phone. Who is in Las Vegas and doesn't even carry around their ID? Is he a girl also when you're in Vegas dress? at that fight? What was if you're in Vegas and it's the night of that fight? What are you? Maybe the four thousandth most important person in Las Vegas that night? If you're Michael Bennett, especially somebody that wears a football helmet most of the time, and nobody would like if he walked in here now, I might know he was an NFL player, but I wouldn't know he was Michael Bennett. Why would yeah. I? The vast majority of people would not know Michael Bennett, and that's a great point. If you're there for the McGregor Mayweather fight, he might have been yeah probably the fourth or five thousandth most famous person who was in town for that fight. And so the guy's not carrying around ID. He's not listening to police officers. And then all that's fine. Nobody would have even known about this. Like, okay, you got you you went out and you uh, had a little bit of a rough night in Vegas. Happens. Lots of people listening right now have gone out and had a little bit of a rough night in Vegas. But he releases this entire letter on Twitter that gets retweeted like 100,000 times calling out the Las Vegas Police Department for being racist. All the videos come out. And everything that he said has been proven to be a lie. And he just threw three minority police officers 
totally under the bus and called them racist with no justification whatsoever. And he gets nominated as NFL Man of the Year? I don't even understand how this, this, this again, and you're talking about the way the media has covered this, Jason Martin, and this story now. Can anybody out there justify in any way the way that the media is covering this and not say this is 100% evidence of how biased the sports media is? They're not covering the actual news. They're not covering the actual truth here. I'll be the only person I bet who you hear talking about the Seattle Seahawks nominating Michael Bennett for Man of the Year, talking about what a sham this is in the entire national media. I bet nobody in Seattle does it. Not one single, I bet not one single local person in the Seattle Seahawks media, people covering the Seattle Seahawks in the city of Seattle, will talk about this either. It's like if the story doesn't fit your worldview, you refuse to cover it. And this is such a perfect example of that. Everybody in the media wants for Michael Bennett to have been a victim of racial discrimination because they believe that racial discrimination is a huge problem that afflicts people everywhere. That's their worldview. I think racial discrimination happens. I think it actually directly impacts people like this on a really small level. I think cops, by and large, do a great job Sometimes they're not perfect. The cops with the Las Vegas in this situation were perfect, and they still got ripped. And all the videos came out proving how perfect they they were. They literally could not have handled this situation better, and Michael Bennett called him racist and got tons of coverage. A thousand, probably, stories written about Michael Bennett calling them racist compared to the five or six when they were proven not to be racist. I'm going to open up phone lines. Can anybody justify this at all? 877-996-6369. When I saw this, my jaw literally dropped. I was like, this isn't just fake news. This is pretending that a real news story that invalidates the entire decision of the Seattle Seahawks doesn't exist. It's unbelievable. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. All of that discussion leads to your phone calls. Ray in Peoria is with us now, and he says that I am a racist for saying all this. Ray, what's up? I did not say you were a racist. I said you're coming with a white supremacist agenda with okay, your what's... approach with all this. And I'm okay, so how so? I'm hearing it on sports radio. I'm so let me hold on. Seeing it on media. I'm sick and tired of seeing it on social media. So you think I, you think that the way that I'm talking about this story, pointing out that Michael Bennett lied about racism, is a white supremacist take? Why isn't he under perjury charges? This is the case. If he was lying, why isn't he under perjury charges? I think, well, first of all, perjury is when you make a statement under oath. So he hasn't made a statement under oath, and I'm aware. He could be charged okay. with filing. Okay. He could be charged with filing okay, a police, so what false makes you police statement. That he's lying. What makes All you of call the him a liar? All of the evidence. All of the evidence. Well, why isn't this man, if he's not under oath, and he's making a statement, maybe making it clear that he was harassed? Were you there? I watched all I the wasn't. videos. I wasn't. I watched Were all the videos. There? I wasn't, sir. No, that's why we have videos. I, so I, most I of the say, time, most of the time, I am not at a scene of a crime, nor is any member of a jury. And say. For you to sit there and say, with you not being there, me not being there, that this man doesn't deserve the honor from his teammates, from his staff, 
to be Walter Player, Walter Payton Player of the Year, Man of the Year, because he's a man. He stood for what was right. You need to stop with all this. I, I don't even he know. He stood you, dude. for what was I'm right. Would you agree that you. making false listen, allegations listen here, is a bad listen move? Here, listen here, buddy. I've listened to you in the morning on accident a few times a week, and you're pushing the same agenda. What's my agenda? Every week, the white supremacist agenda that you stand so strong for. And you know it. I can hear it in your heart. I come from it, buddy. So you think I'm a white supremacist? You know who you are. You have yourself a, a wonderful day. And make America great again, goddammit. I think we had to cut him off there at the end. White supremacist argument. This is kind of an interesting angle, right? There is a certain segment of the population out there that believes if you say anything that contradicts what they believe, that you are racist or that you are sexist or that you are homophobic or that you are, um, you know, that your opinion is unacceptable. And this, that call is kind of evidence of, I think, the world that we live in now. Upside down world, right? Where even when all the facts are not in support of an allegation of racism, like the one that Michael Bennett said, you're not allowed to say it because that's racist of you. It's funny. People are like, oh, Clay Travis, you know, I'll get criticized for this every now and then. People say, oh, I get criticized for everything, by the way. Go check my mention someday. People say, oh, Clay Travis, he's a race baiter. What's interesting about that is nobody ever says that Michael Bennett's a race baiter. This guy made up a false racism claim. When I look at the evidence and I say, man, you know what? This guy lied. People are like, oh, you're race baiting. How is responding to a fake racism allegation and proving that it's fake race baiting? This is what I'm talking about when I say we live in an upside down world now. The media is not treating like stories likely, right? They aren't doing their job of bringing you truth and honesty. This story is a perfect example. I mean, it's beyond the pale for the Seattle Seahawks to think they can get away with nominating a guy who lied about three minority police officers being racist as their man of the year. This just, I mean, like, how like how does nobody at the Seahawks say, you know what, maybe we shouldn't go with the guy who got caught in a bald-faced lie. Maybe we shouldn't go with the guy who 100% divided people all over the country with a blatant lie he was caught in. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. I wanted to make sure we played this. We're going to be joined by Casey Smith next segment, first guest of the day, by the way. But I wanted to make sure we played this before I forgot about it. This is. Do we know the details on where this is from, guys? Yeah, it's a it's an L.A. City Council meeting, and basically uh, L.A. is trying to ban parties, like house parties, in the Hollywood Hills. I don't even like, know like how the you one would Johnny do that. Manziel had. Remember? Yeah, I don't even know how you would ban a house party, considering that people can. I mean, I don't know what the rules would be because but, I think what it is, it's people like that just basically rent out their house. For people to you know party and like it's, oh okay not yeah. people who live there full time throwing parties right. in their house but people basically who like Airbnb their homes in the Hollywood Hills and then people just show up and throw insane parties yes at them. okay that makes more sense uh, well anyway this is a major 
uh, potential battleground in the Hollywood Hills. And we needed a hero. We found a hero to stand up for America. This is from an actual, is it like the L.A. City Council? Yeah, I believe so. The L.A. City Council, we think. They have, you know, open public forum where anybody can come in and make their argument about why they think the debate needs to consider their opinion. This is an, a true American hero, Los Angeles City Council argument and going on about whether or not house parties should be banned, and this man steps up to the mic. Next speaker. What up, Council? My name is Chad Kroger. Um, I'm an activist and house party enthusiast. Over the past week, I've been in a state of deep despair upon hearing the news that L.A. is trying to outlaw house parties in the Hollywood Hills. I am here determined to stop this future atrocity. My first introduction to manhood came when the captain of my water polo team, Boomer Kingsley, asked me to shotgun a tall can of Bud Light in front of the whole squad at his end-of-the-season bash. His parents were in Tahoe at the time, so we tore that weekend up. It was epic, and I was super stoked. My newfound confidence gave me the courage to ask out the most popular girl in school, Lauren Stockholder, to prom that year. She rejected me, and I had to go with Stacy McMillan, but I didn't care because I was so amped on chugging with my boys. That's what house parties do. Raging at house parties is the truest Thank way you. to party. Next. <laughs> Good Lord, that's one of the best pieces of audio I've ever heard in my life. How unbelievable is that? Can we please pull wait, the word wait. atrocity oh. and keep that for all time? Wait, wait. Something I've already done. Stop this future atrocity. We've got to have that at all times. Like that need okay. that we're going to use that more than any piece of audio ever. <laughs> now listen though, early Christmas for you, Clay. One of his buddies stepped up to the mic next. Oh, oh I didn't know this. Yes, you have not heard this. Are you ready? Yes. I mean, identify yourself. What up, Council? My name is JT Parr. I am also here to defend parties in the Hollywood Hills. I grew up like most kids, worried I couldn't bench two plates, that I wouldn't fit in. <laughs> That I wouldn't find love. <laughs> then I discovered partying, and suddenly all those worries went to the wayside. I didn't need love. I had keg stands. I discovered I was great at raging, and it revealed wonderful things about myself. I could relate to bros, regardless of what kind of bro they were. I could be at a party and moon people, and everyone would laugh, you know, be witty. Or I could play beer pong and compete with real integrity. In short, I fulfilled my potential. If you outlaw house parties, you may keep the volume down, but an externality is that you may keep people from bonding. America needs bonding. People need to put aside their differences and find common joy. There's no more effective environment for that than a freaking rager. This is the best exemplified in me and Chad's relationship. We were star-crossed. He a surfer, me a bodyboarder. Thank you. Thank you. And I want to welcome you to L.A. Council's Bill and Ted's excellent uh, adventure. I mean, I- that is phenomenal. That's incredible. <laughs> These guys. We, I mean, honestly, the first guy in particular with all the names that he was dropping, I really want to know how good looking was the girl that he asked to prom. Like, how good looking was the best looking girl? Like, if this is a real story. If this is a real story, I mean, these guys are obviously very funny and they're making their argument in a very funny way. But if they actually are real people and the names that they dropped in those uh, in those uh, in those pieces were real, 
it would be one of the greatest things ever. Like, I want an investigative piece into these city council statements. I want, I need a, need a drop of, I don't need love, I discovered keg stands. <laughs> like there was, and then the first guy's name being Chad Kroger, I'm pretty sure that's the name of the lead singer of Nickelback. I have a hard time believing that's his real name. Yeah. You think probably that the... That'd be uh, a perfect troll name, right? As bad yes. as Nickelback is, well, as I think much he, as people hate them. He just knew this was going to get a lot of play, so he had to hide his real identity. I, 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 it's epic is what it is. Like that, I could listen to that all day. I wish they hadn't cut him off. Why do you cut somebody off? Those meetings are so boring and dull, all of those city meetings. like I would have sat there and entertained those guys for 10 or 15 minutes if it had been me. Yeah, you know, they have like those set ratios because otherwise people will get up and they'll talk forever. Uh, so they have this set, uh, set, you know, buzzer go off. But there should be a oblig- their opportunity if somebody's just making an incredibly impassioned speech. Like you don't want to shut down somebody who gets up and suddenly starts, you know, killing it. Like with I have a dream speech or something. And you're like two minutes in, you're like, My sorry. My newfound confidence gave me the courage to ask out <laughs> the most popular girl in school, Lauren Stockholder, to prom that year. She rejected me, and I had to go with Stacey McMillan. So I want to know right there. I want to know both those girls. I want their story. If that's a, if those are real girls' names at, re, at the real high school, that is absolutely unbelievably phenomenal. And I want to know, like, I want those girls' side of the story too. Like, I want an entire oral history to be done, maybe an entire documentary done on, this, uh, on these speeches at the Los Angeles City Council. Also, he had to go with Stacey McMillan. I hope Stacey McMillan is not real because that's a crushing blow to find <laughs> out how McMillan. that ended up happening. Especially if she's at a big rivalry with the other girl and she finds out that she was number two choice. It's just like in coaching. You don't want it to get out. What It's a big deal if you get out the offers that you've made to other people. Coaches are like really sensitive characters. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 